Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Bottle Pop um, with the fantastic, wonderful Leo Callion. Hello. Yeah. Today you'll notice there are slightly different acoustics because we are within the belly of the beast. Um, we are in Leo's house. Um, <laughs> Welcome. Which is, thank you, thanks for having me. Which is nice, um, a nice change of pace and a nice change of uh, setting. However, it's a little bit louder than my street and there will be sirens and there will be... Buses and ambulances. Buses and ambulances up and down. Um, we're on Happy Road, aren't we? we are I'm not going to say the number. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would be that would be creepy. Um, yeah, but it's a it's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I feel like I like bringing this on the on the road now. It's like a road show. <laughs> um, we've actually been putting the world to rights for about an hour and a half now, but I thought I might as well start recording. Um, <laughs> in inverted commas. In inverted commas. Um, I have provided us with a Prosecco Brut from the Sainsbury's. Amazing. Um, uh, which I'm really excited to... We weren't going to drink originally. No. We decided against that. Yeah, we, we, we were going we to kind of have a smoke instead. Yeah. Uh, I was. But in, in theory, that, that was a bad idea because last time... I, I touched on this with M and EK. Last time I smoked with you, I got a little bit too loud. You got a little rowdy, let's say. In your car. In my car. And we almost died, probably. We we came close to it, yeah. Came close to death. Well, I, I certainly did. Because I was shouting. Shout, shouting, screaming I don't know Mariah why. Carey's fantasy at the, top, at the top of your lungs. And yeah, and that was that. But now look at us. Now look at us, smoking and drinking and living it large. Living it large. Here, Here we, we go. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Pour it up, pour it up. Pour it up, pour it up. Do you want a big one? Um, medium. Uh, medium, that's medium. Ooh, it's nice. That is cold as well, it's been in your freezer. Mm-hmm. Give it a bit more. Thank oh, you. Just got it on your carpet. Splash it all over the place. <laughs> There you go. Thank you. Welcome. And what are we doing a toast to? We are toasting to, yes. I think let's toast to um, diversity and- The dance troupe. The, huh? Oh yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. I was like, huh? Yeah. What? What? Um, yeah, diversity. Beating Susan Boyle. Let's do it. Woo! No, but seriously, diversity. <laughs> diversity. Mm. I'm really excited to do this. Well, that's really nice and cold. That is lovely, isn't it? That's really good, especially on a hot day I'm like on today. A yacht. When we were talking in the preamble just now, we were talking about how pop music has had a massive Asian influence and it's never really um, acknowledged or appreciated. But just off the top of my head, I can think of like Truth Hurts, Addictive, Addictive um, Shitloads of Timberland. Uh, you were saying Britney Spears, Britney toxic. Spears is toxic. I mean, think of I mean everything that Timberland has produced and Pharrell produced. Yeah. Like, a lot of the rhythms, a lot of the samples that they use, the yeah. sounds that they use, all Indian. Like Get Your Freak On, Candy Shop with Indian strings. Yes. There is um, Don't Funk with My Heart, which is basically a rip off yeah. of. It's actually not a rip off. Well, it's a sample of this song. Okay. 
they, he, they just took the whole thing out of it. Isn't this the beginning of it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so good. And the, um... Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy's a cover. So th this is the original song. And even today, to Louisa Johnson, Best Behaviour, that has got sort of kind of an Indian flute riff yeah. in it. And yeah. I just, I love that. So my favourite kind of music is like the whole Oriental, Pentatonic, Arabic, Indian. I love all of that. Mm -hmm. I go mad for that. Mm -hmm. I'd love to use it more in my music, but I think that would be so strange for me to do that. But I think you have... Didn't stop Selena Gomez. It didn't stop Selena... Come and Get It though is one of my favourite songs. Definitely. I mean, it's a great song, but you know, the funny thing about it for me, and, and I only found this out a few weeks ago when, mm. when I came to see DJ down the road. Oh yeah, I remember this. And we were talking and I was like, oh God, this, this tabla loop that she's got in mm -hmm. it. And you laughed and you said that Selena Gomez had said that, oh my music, this, this song has got more of a tribal influence. Yes. And Did you look I, it up? No, I didn't look it up. Should I look it up? Yeah, you should. I, it's definitely, it's on the internet. It's I like should that. I should look it up. There is a big difference between tribal yeah. and and Indian. And that is, is Masuma Anwar, I think is the, the loop of that, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it is a Pakistani singer. Really? Yeah. And I who sampled them? You've got to go on who sampled Okay, I need to check that out. Yeah, because I was obsessed. Okay. And I was just trying to, I uh, scouring the internet for this Masuma Anwar song because I'm obsessed with the opening of uh, Come and Get It. I would like a whole song like that. And I think <laughs> I did- you want. We could. I, I did a session with Comey, I think, a couple of weeks after it came out. And he was like, mate, I've got the sample. And he still hasn't given it to me. And that was 2013. So <laughs> just saying, if you're out there, Comey, I'd like it. But I can't find it, but who sampled it is on there. But um, yeah, that literally like, I'm mad for Indian music. And we went to, well, separately went to a, a Indian night the other week. Yeah. Which I was shazamming like crazy. I mean, there was great songs. They were playing amazing stuff. There. And I actually had, um, I had a really great Uber experience. Um, the driver had, I think, maybe like Asian Network on or something. And I was like, oh, hang on. Let me play something from my iPhone. And I think he was expecting Britney Spears. And it was, Find he he held up his phone and he was like, I'm giving you five stars. It was Kajiro Ray. Oh, good starter. Yeah. Kajirari. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Obsessed with that. I was Shazana. We'll play that in the background. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that would be a bit embarrassing. That would be a little bit. <laughs> not, I was going to say racist, not racist. Yeah. It, it would be. Um, Kind of stereotyping. Very stereotyping. <laughs> like, I'm joined by Leo Kalyan and in the background. Exactly, you've got a couple of beats playing. <laughs> no, I'll put something really white on. Like, <laughs> yeah, Swift. yeah, put, put Taylor Swift on. Okay. That kind of. That no, kind. the whole point is I'm going to be playing your music in the background, which That's you have great. to agree to me verbally right now. I am more than happy for you to play my music in the background. Woo! Which I'd love to talk about because you are a fantastic singer songwriter. Um, and you have a lot under your belt. I think I went to see you perform at Heaven a couple of years, uh, last year. Yeah. Which was amazing. And I, that's 
I mean, I've known you as a friend before that, but that's when I was really turned on to you as an artist, I think, because I really loved that show. Oh, wait, no, this was a headline show. That was at the Courtyard. Uh, yeah, 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 that yeah, the one. Courtyard, yeah. And I remember, I've, I've, I've done, like, three headline shows in London now, so... Yeah, this um, was the week before, I think, or two weeks before. The heaven. The heaven. That yeah, that was when when I when I supported Zara Larson and M and UK. Yeah, that was great. That was fun. That was really really. Because I really like that one old song of yours. Which one? Dun 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 dun. Oh, dun. temptation. Yeah, I love that song. I'm gonna put that out. I'm gonna put that it's out. Literally properly. so good. It's not on um, Spotify, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna sort that out because I ripped it off SoundCloud. Don't worry. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah, I've got it. I listen to it all the time. But I loved it, I was so into that. And yeah, so I met you a long time ago mm-hmm. um, at Becky Hill's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and the less said about that night, the better. Yeah. That fateful night. That fateful night. However, since then I've come to know you through our mutual friends being Kate Stewart and Emily K, who's episode four and she's episode five. So I'm basically just going through all your friends and doing bottle pop with them. And eventually getting to me. And here we are. I think we're at the peak now. So we did we did that and it was great. Um, and I, yeah, got to know you. And then that was the point when I started to know your music, which then since then has kind of, I think, really developed and I think you've really found your sound, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, since February or March, you're endeavouring to release a song a month, right? That's right, yeah. I am. I'm and quick. we're in track three at the We're moment. in track three at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My eyes are so itchy, I'm sorry. Would you like some, would you like a heavier tablet? No, I can't because I've I literally, I've, my, the, I'm on the like really strong NHS stuff. Oh. So I'm actually, I'm actually okay, but it's like my eyes keep like, they're stinging. And apparently al- it's alcohol suppresses your immune system, but whatever. Bottoms up. <laughs> Drink away. Mm. Shit. So, um, anyway, despite, you know, whatever challenges you face as an artist, being a gay artist as one thing, being a Muslim brown artist as another, I think despite these things, I think you're incredibly positive and that's reflected in your music. It's kind of, sometimes it's very introspective and very personal, but a lot of the time it's really celebratory and very like just appreciating beauty and things like that. Ultimately, those are the things that inspire songs. Exactly. I think the progress that I've made as a person and as a human being, Mm -hmm. even in the past six months with my music, but through my music, yeah, um, by putting out the outside in EP and by finally having the guts, because Mm -hmm. it took a lot of guts to, to actually like pluck up the courage mm-hmm. to talk about who I am, what my background is, mm-hmm. my sexuality, all this stuff. As you know, like prior to that, everything was shrouded in mystery. Well, I, I know you won't mind me saying this, but I remember you came for breakfast or dinner around my flat, and we were just talking. And I don't think I asked you outright why are you sort of not in the why are you sort of not open about it. And you were like, well, Tom, like this is, you know. I don't want to be put in this box. Like, if, if, if I all of a sudden become this sort of gay artist, then that's it, I'm a gay artist. And if I talk about being Asian, then all of a sudden I'm an Asian artist. And, it's, and, and that's something that I think 
you've had to really fight against. No, I think it was very brave. The outside in EP, which was the summer of last year. Right? It was uh, well, it came out October. Okay. So just sort of well, in some parts well, of the world, that's still summer. it is summer. In some so maybe in Australia. <laughs> maybe in Australia. <laughs> yeah. So no, no, it came out in October, but it um the song fucked up. That was that came out a little bit before. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that came out towards in, in the summer, and then the EP, the whole EP, came out in October. Um, but before then, there was a sense of belonging in your music, and I think, I'm not, yeah, like with a song like Silhouette or something like that, there was, a, I don't think it was ever like you were hiding the fact that you were gay. I think it was just like it wasn't explicitly there. No, it's always been there as a metaphor. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of, in all my music, it's been there as a metaphor, but. You know, it's just like, you know, you don't want to be put into boxes. As an artist, you want to be free to move wherever you want. And I yeah. feel that both by audience, I was, I guess I feared that both by audiences and by industry people, I would be boxed into certain corners. Mm. And the fact, the thing that I realized is that I would be boxed whether I was explicit about who I was or not. Mm. And then I realized that I wasn't happy not being who I was mm. and having to like cordon off certain parts of my identity mm. essentially that's what I was doing that's actually a really good way of putting it in my own head even in my own head it, I was cordoning off parts of my personality and parts yeah. of my identity and parts of who I was in order to keep myself safe in yeah. inverted commas but I I just I decided that you know what Life's short, mm. you've only lived once, mm -hmm. and if I can do something positive to create some space for myself in the world, yeah. that's great, but if I can use that to then create space for other people like me in the world, then mm. that is even better, and, and you know, I get messages every single day from people, from gay people who are brown, um, whether they're Hindu or, or Sikh or Muslim, or whether they're from all different parts of the Middle East as well, but just... People all the time message me, messaging me saying like, thank you so much for, for doing this, thank you so much for putting it out there. That makes I, it worth. It really does make it worthwhile and every time I see that I'm like, wow, it's not so bad. Mm. I'm at, I hopefully am helping somebody somewhere in some small way. Definitely. Without a doubt. And it helps me too, like it helps my soul and my spirit mm. to be able to be myself fully. Mm -hmm. And I've never been able to do that. I've never been able to do that. I've never had the guts to do it. And it's only now that I've plucked up the courage to do it. And that seems crazy, mm. but like, it's taken me a long time to be able to, 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 to put my whole self out there. I hope that this sense of liberation, I can, I, can, I can give that back to the people that listen to my music and hopefully, like I said, create space for them in the world mm -hmm. um, because that's what we need. We need space. We need room. Definitely. I will toast to that. Toast to that. Oh, you haven't got much in your glass. <laughs> no, well, I mean... I'll, I'll top you up. Please do. Yeah, well, we, we went for a medium-sized glass. We did. So we can we can have a bigger one now. So how do you like toast in like Urdu or Hindi? What would we say? Yeah, Muslims don't drink, so... No. They, they don't have So there's no word. No, there's no word. I'm just trying, so. to, get, I'm just trying to get it all in. Um, I'm trying to be multicultural. <laughs> they don't really drink, so... Damn. Um, and Yamas, the Greek one. Okay. 
Uh, you were just learning all of them. Well, just we've just record. come back from Greece. <laughs> yeah, so, both of us, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely. Strangely. It's a shame that we didn't meet up there while you were in Crete. I was. I was at a baptism. Oh, wow. The Greek islands are unreal. Mm. I love it. It's like one of my, one of, one of my favourite places in Your the world. Instagram is literally like a travel brochure, isn't it? <laughs> I always think that. Is that like, you, you have an endless stockpile of like beautiful pictures. Well, I take a lot of them. Where do you do you keep them sort of saved on a hard drive somewhere? No, them? they're just on my phone. Are they? They're just on my phone. I just, it I does mean, tickle me because I'm like, because I, I know you as a friend, so I know you've been to Morocco, but then I'm like, Leo will sort of roll out these pictures for for like months. <laughs> but it's like, but they're, they're all so beautiful. It's like, how are you taking them? Are they taking on the camera? No, they're all just taking on my iPhone. That's so good. You would be shocked. You're very arty. I've got to put that out there. Like you make all your artwork and like you, your aesthetic is very clear and, and uh, very, it's very, you can easily identify if it's you're involved in something, I always think. Well, thank you, I appreciate that. I Especially yeah. well, your Instagram is just very consistent. I guess it is, yeah. And I mean, if, it, if the music doesn't work out, you should go into like trial photography. Uh, <laughs> you know what, I'd love to do that. Me too! <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's, honestly speaking, I, I think that, you know, in many senses, maybe travel photography would be much better because I can actually just go around listening to music. Yeah. And not being, not worrying taking about all these. Taking gorge pics. Get, taking gorge pics. Not worrying go- about being gay and yeah. Muslim Seriously. and brown. You could just what? Go, oh, here I am. Literally. In Greece. What am I doing? Bottom what am I doing line. trying to push culture forward? Fuck it. Fuck actually, that. let's press pause on this. Let's just get on a fucking planet. Honestly, I mean, I, I would actually love to do that. But mm. I mean, yeah, no, I appreciate people's people saying things complimenting my my sort of my artwork did and my you study anything like that you did english right i did english at uni but i i guess i, I it was it was literally the, the flip of a coin that kind of decided whether i went to art school or whether i did an english degree okay both both appealed to me equally mm-hmm. um and i just went with one over the other you can't really switch it off can you like yeah. if you're vaguely creative no i always i've i always painted and made collage and drew and i did that from a from a from a young age i was really into art mm-hmm. and i was always good at it um and i always enjoyed it so it's something that i've carried on mm-hmm. um and i kind of left it behind for a really long time until i i decided to pick it up to make my artwork mm-hmm. for my singles and yeah i mean the first one was okay the second one got better and then it just started getting better and better and, and now and now i'm a master you're a master at no, I'm not how did you um come up with uh, the sort of aesthetic and the sort of like there is a, a theme, a vague theme of like oceans and things like that, I think. And is that just down to your personal taste or is it reflected in something else? Or? Well, um, this is kind of a deep question, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always wondered why I liked this, why I, why I always looked at these things. Well, firstly, on, 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 on a kind of purely superficial, superficial level, mm-hmm. the colours of the sea and the personality of the sea, like the kind of way that it behaves, the way that it makes you feel. I think there's something that we're drawn to in this big blue turquoisey ocean that mm-hmm. we kind of see, and, and the sky is blue as well. And I and I and I have a big affinity. I, I respond to that color in this kind of weird way. Like right. I can't describe it in any other way other than to say that I actually have a physical reaction to it. Like wow. something actually, I can like something happens. Like it's the same way that when you hear a song that you love so much, like mm. something happens on the inside mm-hmm. that you feel it in like vibrating 
creating in you. To me, like the sea represents something that is borderless and free and open and is ungoverned by the laws and of our governments and our society and all the stuff that we've talked about about discrimination and and racism and being put into boxes. The sea to me represents freedom and travel to me has always represented escape. And I'm very lucky to have traveled a lot in my childhood because mm -hmm. of my dad's work and my parents love traveling as well. So I, I've traveled and lived in different places and moved around the world a lot. And, and I think that I've just, again, carried that through into adulthood. And the ocean is like a big, is 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 a kind of amused really to me. Mm. Like I, I'm really inspired no, by it. No, I get it. that, yeah. and I, that that comes across in uh, like not just your music and the lyrics, but also in your live show. Like it's always a blue light on you, I think. And mm -hmm. there's the the drumsticks are blue as mm -hmm. well. I find that really um, just I like the consistency. the consistency. I'm quite anal about these kind of things. Well, so. I'm a perfectionist and I and I paid a lot of attention to detail, so I like, like these things. I so. hate it when artists change their logo. That really pisses me off. Yeah, I mean, maybe for like individual albums, that's great. But for instance, Zara Larson has used a different logo on <laughs> on every different single that she's had for this album campaign, and that. That annoys me. Nelly Furtado had the same logo for the whole of her career until last week. Like, she's changed it now. That's a shame. Is it good, the new one? No. It's just oh. an N and an F. <laughs> Looks like a sports brand. Oh no, That's I know. I remember you talking to me about <clears throat> you trained in Indian classical music. Yes. How did that come about? Was that when you were living in Pakistan? Yes, so okay. when I was living in Lahore, um, it was a friend of mine who encouraged me to sort of do something, sort of, formally learn something about singing um he was like yeah you should you should kind of do something with it wow um and so i started and i kind of was yeah i just i did it for quite a long time mm -hmm. and then i stopped um so i wouldn't call myself an indian classical singer now because i stopped and I, I don't i didn't I pursue it in in a, in a in a serious way my friend did and he's fantastic wow um but i yeah, I kind of learned a lot from it about melody and about rhythm and about um, the way sort of, I guess, things fit together. Yeah. And, and, and the way that I approach music now is very much through the lens of all that. So mm. it's something that I want to start doing again, actually, but I... I you know. should. I really should. I'll be yeah. here for it. <laughs> I'll be there. Oh, um, and so you... Uh, so you, when you came back from Pakistan, you used to be about in your early twenties, right? Mm -hmm. Did you then study English for a bit, or did you go and finish the degree? Or no, I was. I mean, I I, I came back here when I was what seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. So I then I went to uni. So I just yeah. went did my degree. I did I did an English degree. And then and and then since then. Would you say all you've done is, is, is make music or have you done anything else or...? Pretty much, I mean, um, I've worked odd jobs doing yeah. bar, bar work and things like that mm -hmm. and yeah, I kind of, I, te I teach singing. Yeah. Um, oh. So I kind of like... Can I have a lesson? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh, did fun. you know that? I did. I think I did, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I vocal coach people and stuff like that, mm. so, um, so all different kinds of levels of people so kind of 
really established singers down to people who, who are quite um, uh, sort of beginner singers. So, um, but yeah, I do that. But other than that, I kind of didn't really do anything else because I knew that I wanted to do music. Mm. You know, I, in some form or another, I knew that I wanted to, yeah. to do music. All encompassing music, sort of yeah. who you are, I guess. So like, You were at AME's wedding last night. I was. I believe. It was. How I was, was that? It was amazing. Was it, was it Hackney Town Hall? No, it was Walthamstow. Ah, okay. It looked like a town hall. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was it was Walthamstow Town Hall. Like and was the event there as well? Yeah, the whole thing was there. <sighs> Maybe that's where I'll go. It I was just keep looking at venues, like, for pers- your, prospectively. For your wedding. I don't want a big wedding. <laughs> I don't. Are you planning to get married soon? No. <laughs> Please do. I really always fun. think about wedding. I know my wedding will be really fun. It will be really fun. It will be awful. Will you be really drunk? Yeah. But maybe I'll Do you wow. really want to be drunk for your no, wedding? Though, I want to be tipsy, I want to be inebriated. Well, this is it. You want to be tipsy, but you, you want to remember it. Precisely. Like, if you want to... I mean... If you want to get married and be really drunk, then... No, I remember it. What's the point? You don't want to be sick on my suit. Precisely. Normally at this point, Leo, I like to ask our our guests, our fabled guests, to... Um, hand, I hand over my aux cable, my hypothetical aux cable, and you um, play me three songs that you think get a bad rep, but you love them, and you're willing to defend them. And... Um, yeah, so three songs, you've got three strikes. Got yeah. And uh, yeah, so what is your first choice? So my first choice is going to be um, Rigi Rochu. Yes. By RuPaul and the cast of um, Drag Race All Stars Season 2. Yeah. <laughs> niche. Niche, very, very niche. Um, so this is Detox. Uh, Alaska, Alaska, Katia, Detox, Katia, and the iconic Roxy Andrews. That's right. The yeah. most talented, yeah. wonderful yeah. drag queen of all time. I think if anybody follows me on Twitter, they will know that I am a fan of Drag Race because I use a lot of Drag Race gifts you do. and a lot of Drag Race memes. Who's your favourite Drag Race contestant of all time? Um, probably, probably. Uh, you know what? Difficult. It's difficult, so difficult. I mean, I'd say Adore Delano's up there, Alyssa Edwards up there in Alaska. Yeah. Those are, oh, and Katia. Those are, th- those, Katia. those four are yeah. up there for me, and I really couldn't decide. No one from this season is in your top all time. Or um, is there anyone that is threatening to, to join the ranks of your favourites? From this season? Yeah. I would say my, my favourite from this season, I, I think I love Valentina and Eureka the most. I like and Valentina is amazing, and I think Eureka is amazing, and both of them actually left prematurely. Yeah. So. Well, at least we've guaranteed Eureka next season. We're guaranteed Eureka and I next. I think we're guaranteed Valentina for All Stars. I great. think we are. We are more than more than. <laughs> it's really obvious. Yeah, isn't it's it? obvious. It's really like, set up. She's gonna have to be in it. Yeah. Like, and she's probably gonna win it. Yeah. yeah. I would. I'd be happy if she did. Yeah. Look, all of her looks were incredible. Her looks were incredible. She's got a great sense of humour. But she's been she, exposed for being. A bit of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. She, she has been exposed for being a little bit of a bitch, but you know what? She's a baby drag queen. Mm-hmm. She's young. Um, like she, us. yeah, like us. She's young. She's young. She's new to and, the game. You know, young people make mistakes, and she's, 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 you know, she's new to the whole thing, and I think that. There was definitely a sense that everybody was ganging up on her a little bit. Yeah. And I think that when you're ganged up on, you do lash, lash out. out. 
and when you do that then you're perceived as a bitch yeah. and then that makes the whole situation worse so I think that to call her a bitch is all well and good they're all bitchy they're drag queens at the end oh yeah of the but they all love each other don't they really? they all love each other really and you know they all really like Valentina but I do mm. think there is a sense of of, of, of she was of, a threat she was a threat and there's a sense of envy and mm. a little bit of like you know, a little bit, they're all a bit salty because she's so, so polished and mm. she's only been doing drag properly for less than a year. So. We could be, we could be as good as Valentina, just imagine in a year, me and you. We, we could, could be. We should. We should. And and I, I feel like you've told me your drag name before, but you, I think, what would you call yourself? Well, this isn't a name that I came up with. This was a name that was bestowed upon me by Emily K. Yes. Um, he does, he said that if I was gonna be a drag queen, my drag name should be Shilpa Petty. Love it. Shilpa Petty, like Shilpa Shetty. Shilpa Shetty, Shilpa Petty. <laughs> Which I thought was actually- Petty, just... a petty bitch. <laughs> Shilpa Petty, I love it. Oh. And I thought that that was really just a stroke of genius. It is, and isn't it? Yeah, because I can really play up to the character and I can wear all sorts of fabulous, um, you know, saris and, yes. and amazing, amazing jewellery. Have all the, all the, the jewellery. To be honest, I think that... Why has this not happened? Well, why have I not done it or why has somebody else I not done no, it? No, 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 I really want to see it. I think you'd be a very beautiful drag queen. Thank you. You should. <laughs> well, the reason it hasn't happened is simply because of the practicalities of drag. I, difficult. I, it's difficult and you know what? I can't be arsed with makeup. I can't be bothered. I wouldn't wear heels. I wouldn't wear makeup. I wouldn't really shave. Mm -hmm. and therefore, I wouldn't really be a drag queen. Mm -hmm. I'd just be somebody standing around wearing women's clothing and that kind of doesn't, that kind of kills the illusion. But as Jennifer Hudson once said, mm -hmm. maybe for one night only. Maybe for one night only. Who knows? Maybe at the next um, Sing the Pink. Maybe at the next Sing yeah, maybe, maybe at the next one. So um, read you wrote you though. What do you like about the song? Because I play this out and it gets the biggest reaction of any song and it's a year old and people still go crazy for it. And the Roxy Andrews verse gets the most. Yeah, because it's so bad it's good. Yeah, but that's the thing isn't it? It's like, it's so bad it's good. And yeah. the thing is, the beat and the song it's actually good, is actually really fucking great. Yeah. The production on it is awesome. Like, it's, it's awesome. And I guess the thing that you the thing that you love about it is that you know the characters. Yeah. So these aren't just any new pop stars. These yeah. are people that you know and you've been following for years. You know them for a long time. You know their histories, you know their story, you know what their personalities are like. So you kind of feel like you know them. This is like, they're better than the pop girls. They are. I mean? They it's absolutely are. Like they are better than a lot of pop stars. Listen up. Looky here. Bitches home like a heart attack 
mess with me and you'll wind up in a casket I'm Dorothy, your total Get in the basket! I'll read you down beneath the ground Could you hold my purse while I snatch the crown? Legacy, remember my name Cause you're gonna see me hanging in the hall of been read. Now I'm now I'm rich, yeah. Rich, yeah. Oh, chip, toe, chip, now I'm now I'm rich, yeah. Now I'm now I'm rich, yeah. Now I'm now I'm rich, yeah. Now I'm now I'm rich, yeah.
You've been read. Oh, Leo, moving forward. Oh, Josh is there, one sec. Hi, Thomas Ball. How are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm alright. I'm a bit tipsy. I'm yeah, gonna try this light hug. Oh, yeah. Oh, babe. I was gonna say one about Sheerios, and I know oh, she can't handle it. <laughs> no. She's <laughs> drunk. I am. No, I'm not. I have not lunch. That's Let's have some more. Well, we should. Well, we're all, we're doing alright, and we're kind of. We're, we're nearly done as well, so don't, yeah. don't worry. We've just done cool. talks about no, That's fine, you guys carry on, I'm gonna go take a shower. Okay. Well, so no, one, no one's here, so you can like... Um, Strut like, nude. Oh, I will. Strut nude. What okay. was your second song, Leo, so that you were gonna play? The second song that I'm gonna play is a classic, I think. Okay. Um, and it is called Kiss Kiss by Holly Balance. <gasps> oh my god. Should I press play? Yeah. This takes me back. Holly Balance, who was in Neighbours. She was in Neighbours. And she's now married to a billionaire. Is she? And uh, her um, surname is Candy now, so she's Holly Candy. I. I think that works even better than the lads, to be honest. You should come back. When you look at me, tell me what do you see? This is what you get, it's the way I am. When I look at you, I wanna be, I wanna be somewhere close to heaven with me and a thumb, man. Don't go, I know you wanna touch me here, there, and everywhere. Sparks fly when we are together. You can't deny the facts of life. Well, she was wearing sort of some sort of body suit. Some sort of body suit. Yeah. And I once saw on eBay you could buy a piece of the set. And wow. It was, like, it was like a round poof that you could buy. It was like aubergine, eggplant colour. How much was it? Like 20 quid or something. <laughs> and then you, imagine that. So you'd have it in your flat. And you'd be like, this was from Holly This was in the video. Kiss Kiss video. What I'd like to know is why were you searching for this? I have a lot of time on that. <laughs> <laughs> Also great. Also quite Turkish influenced. Was it? Yeah. It's quite Eastern. It's quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, Baby. this is the thing people say would 
British audiences or Western audiences be able to listen to this kind of stuff. But the fact we is, know that they would. we know that they would. So I don't understand why record labels don't and radio stations don't make space for Eastern artists. This is it. Well, this is it. Do you know what I mean? That's why. And she's a hot white blonde girl. If you're a hot white blonde girl, then you can make Eastern sounding stuff. If or you, you can, if you're you Britney can Spears, also do hip hop and R&B like Zara Larson. There then, you go. You know, so I mean, it back to her. this is the thing that like is is really irksome to me. Is that you know, if you're white, then it's okay to make Miley Cyrus music. thing as well, like where oh, she, she distanced can. herself from her. I mean, that's crazy. Well, I don't know. There is definite appropriation, which is taking things and grabbing them, and. Um, abusing them almost for, for, for financial gain. Yeah. And then there is appreciation mm-hmm. where it's taking things and acknowledging them and reinterpreting them for a different audience. And I think normally it's the first that happens, but I think sometimes you do get a genuine appreciation. And I feel like this is a genuine thing. I think this is a genuine thing, but look, the thing well, the thing for me is I'm I don't have a problem with seeing Eastern sounds in hearing Eastern sounds in Western pop music. Mm. I think that is only a good thing. Mm. However, my problem is why don't we also have pop stars mm. and artists at all different levels, whether it's left field pop or, or mainstream radio pop or what, why do we not have brown artists mm. on the radio? Why is Radio One not making space for them? Mm. Why are labels not signing them? Why are they not being allowed to come through? And the fact is that radio is not playing them, radio is not making space for them. Um, radio One is meant to represent everybody in the country, but it doesn't. It mm. does not represent brown people. It thinks that because it plays Stormzy, because they play some Rihanna records <laughs> yeah, in and they've, cha- they've, they've championed Stormzy, they've ticked their diversity box and yeah. the job is done. However, the job is very far from done. People who are brown feel alienated from society and that leads to things like the things that we've seen in the past year with, mm-hmm. you know, in the past month even. I feel, I feel like you make a very pertinent point and it's interesting that music as a motif uses Eastern music, but never really fully commits to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we can take a little bit off. Yeah, we can like we can grab the good bits, but we don't really want to commit to actually allowing these people to to stand alongside us. And but we'll, know, but we'll name, grab- no names, but people don't even credit the samples no, sometimes. And they, they don't. don't. And they don't afford the people the right, like financial. Precisely, this is what I mean. It is it is the most awful kind of money grabbing thing. Like it's literally what what I guess societies have done for hundreds of years is going around the world and grabbing the good bits of, of, of Eastern culture, you know. It's, an, it's, exploita- it's exploitative, that's the word that I'm looking for. What did you think as an Asian person of uh, Frozen, the, that whole era of Madonna? I mean, I loved it. Where she had Mendy. I absolutely all the henna tattoos on her hands and all that stuff. The um, the, the outfits that she wore. I mean, to be honest, we talk about Islamophobia these days, and she was dressing up in essentially a burqa, really, <laughs> yeah. wasn't she? That's what it was inspired by. Yeah. Um, what did I think of it? I thought it was amazing. In fact, but do, I you, th- do you feel like there was that was an appreciation and not appropriate? I thought that was an appreciation and not an appropriation. And I think that Ray of Light is Madonna's best album. It and is. Yeah, and I actually think that it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm. I think it's fantastic. I think William Orbit, who produced it, is a genius, and I think that every Everything about that album is perfection. And Alanis Morissette did a similar thing for her second. She album. did, yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of artists 
throughout time have just gone to India and found themselves. Absolutely, they have. So many people have. And, and the fact is that. Well, India has a rich, rich artistic, spiritual, and musical history. It's the ghost. It's thousands of years old. What I'm talking about is making sure that British radio and American radio, British labels and American labels, create space for artists of color. And when I say artists of color, I mean beyond black. Yeah, you know, artists who are who are South Asian because we need it. Just the world not. is crying out for it. We've never needed it more desperately. Actually, it's going to be a massive generalization, but this is one theory that I have, and this is particularly the Indian Hindi community. I think that parents put a massive onus on education, mm-hmm. and I think it's very difficult mm-hmm. for, say, an a Indian to turn around to their parents and say, I want to make music for a living. Well, I'm one of them. I know you are. And the thing is, my, par- I, my, my parents put a big onus on education as well, which is why I yeah. went to uni. But why do, we, why do they do that? My dad told because me... Because they have to work twice as hard. Well, my dad told me when I started making music, my dad said to me, don't do this because it's going to be very hard and you mm-hmm. won't succeed. And he said to me, um, he said, "This is, you're, you're doing something crazy. Mm-hmm. This won't work. There's no space for you in this industry. They won't let you in. People won't. And that's what I said to my dad. I was like, look, I'm not going to keep a low profile. No, you I'm going to talk about this because I feel that it's important to make people aware that the thing that they see on TV is not the only thing that exists. Like mm-hmm. that just isn't the case. And I feel like I need to fight for it because I, luckily I have a small platform here with my music and mm-hmm. doing, being able to do things like this. And I feel I need to use it. For me, it's important because I think for you as a friend, I don't, I don't think you're struggling in any sense, but I think you're, and I'm not saying this is a massive platform because it isn't, but I feel like your whole thing of uh, being gay, Muslim, and brown, and, and, and being put in these boxes, like, I feel like the frustration all the time from you, I think it comes across, and I think it's really unfair, and that, that you have to deal with that. So if there's any way I can help, that's happy, I'm happy to do that. Thank you, I, I actually really appreciate you saying that, and the fact is that I mean, I may not look like I'm struggling, but I often feel like I'm struggling. Of course you are. Do you know what I mean? It's and difficult. It's hard. Something like Lance. However, however silly it is, is a great example of Western culture and Eastern culture coming, coming together, together and making amazing art. Which I don't know if this brings us on to your third choice very well. Very well, but <laughs> my third choice is pure fun. Yeah. My third choice doesn't have any political angles to it. My third choice I'm is I'm sure I could fun. make them. I'm sure you could draw something in. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure we could make it. Maybe we could talk about Brexit. <laughs> well, but the, at the, the end next, of the, the next day. artist is Danish. And I'm pretty sure there was something about Denmark doing like the cartoons of Mohammed or something. <laughs> we could talk about that. We could talk about that. <laughs> but we're not going to. But we're not going to because, because you know what? Because I've been film- I've been recording for three hours. Right. So I've got a lot to edit. You've got a lot to edit, so fuck that. Fuck that. Let's just whack it on. Let's whack it on. This song is Saturday Night by Wigfield. Yeah. And you know what? I do not give a fuck if anybody thinks this is a shit song. This song is a really really fucking great song. Classically good song. It's a classically good song. It is a fun, 
fun dance pop song and the piano is amazing and I think my favourite part of it is is this intro which starts like this. It's a duck sound, guys. Yes. It's a duck. Leo Kalyan, it has been an honour to sit in your living room. It's so nice to be out of mine, which is, and I am pissed because I haven't eaten anything. (laughs) I am plain drunk. (laughs) Uh, And we have been chatting now for three hours. Yeah. So I've got to turn this podcast into like 40 to 50 minutes, (laughs) which is going to be like a, a big challenge. But I feel like we've repeated ourselves about 10 times. We have. We've talked about a lot of things, but we've come around to a lot of issues we've come again around, and again. So. And it's all been great. And I like the fact... And you know what? It, it shows that I have a depth of character <laughs> and that I can talk about things that aren't just 
Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> like, you need to keep doing what you're doing. It's really important. I keep saying important because I run out of words to say. And you're a bit pissed. And I'm a bit pissed, but <laughs> honestly, it has been an absolute pleasure. I cannot wait um, to have you back when I do a second season, yes. which I will. And um, yeah, um, let's toast once more, even though once you've got an interview to diversity. Diversity. The dance troupe. The dance <laughs> troupe. Yes. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Oh, that is lovely.